cracking, guys. Come on, get cracking. There you go. We're there. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to our Match Week 5 recap. We're back. Why don't you go first, Andrew? The facial expression says it all. Looks like you like that beer. I like it a lot. Um, That's a Tristan Davis gift. Shout out to Tristan. I came with a Corona, which is underwhelming <laughs> for me. Uh, but this is Mars Hotel by Four Quarters Brewing, uh, in Brewing LLC. Yeah, yeah. Winooski, Vermont. Winooski, Vermont. There. Imperial Amber Ale with Nugget Hops, 7.7. Uh, I had a sip. I looked at Tristan. I made a facial facial expression that obviously stuck with him. It looked like the first time you kissed a girl. <laughs> the first time uh, it looks like when you asked Kaylee out. And she so said so yes. a year ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last week, <laughs> Connor, wake up. I'm coming. Andrew made a joke. Andrew yeah. made a good oh. joke, and you just completely. That's what, a rare. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Go next. All right, Cider. Speed. I bet. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Mayflower Brewing Company. Crispy business. Oh, cool! Oh, uh, it's like it's one of those Kolsch style ales again. Yeah, yeah, I think I had one of those a while. A what? From Kolsch uh, from, from Winter Hill. Winter Brewing. Hill. Brewing, I think it's yeah. a German wheat beer. Yeah, very Check weedy. Me on that. It's very weedy. I tasted it. Weedy, kind of like a like a weedy or lager. I'd say. I like the can. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I was gonna read you a description, but it seems as though that's lacking. Yeah. Oh I'll well. See if I get, oh. Brewed and canned in Plymouth, Plymouth Massachusetts. <laughs> Jeez. We forgot how to talk God. today. Um, yes, it is a German-style beer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Kolsch. not super German. Kolsch. But, uh, yeah. yeah, brewed down Those Germans, they know how to... Plymouth Rock, yo. We saw players. that. I went and saw Plymouth Rock. Very other, underwhelming. Uh, the other month. It's just yeah. a big, it's a big it's rock, crazy. Right? It's a rock. It's yeah. not yeah. even a big rock, bro. Is, like, did people, like, spray like, shit all over it? Is yeah, it conserved? They, they had to put, they had oh, to put like, a gate and, like monument around it to protect the rock i think because it would get vandalized yeah and then they actually had to hire like a, security a, a park ranger to a walk, rock to bouncer? watch the rock <laughs> a rock bouncer you gotta but get anyways, the rock to watch the sick. rock yeah i guess we bro- i guess we brew german beer here in massachusetts yeah right on jalen uh before tonight he said i actually have a good beer to drink tonight which i'm it's like, it's, a, it's like a hard it's a locally crafted inspired uh, it's a locally inspired craft brewed hard seltzer. Okay, That's a lot of like with locally <laughs> inspired craft brewed hard. A lot seltzer. of beer terminology. Oh, it yeah. says Alcohol. hard seltzer that doesn't suck. Oh, that's good marketing. Doesn't suck. And then it says swipe right. Not enough. Oh. No way, really. <laughs> yeah, it says, <laughs> it says Not swipe right. People using that marketing nowadays. Wow, that's it's actually a, amazing. That's a hip can. Um, it's I I forget what the. It's, it is a cool can. I don't know what the brewing. What do you think is it good? Brewed sampled in. Canned by Deep Elm Brewing Company. Uh, it's from Dallas, Texas. Whoa, that's crazy! Because I feel like this is the first time Jalen's ever read a can about Orchester where it's from. By, and we, it yeah. wasn't like mainstream. By way of Dallas. Uh, so very cool. Good on. Thank you. On. Do you like it? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not like it's not like obviously it's not like, like it doesn't good, it, it, yeah. it doesn't attack your like senses like a white claw. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah. that bubbly, like it like painful to drink feeling. Like it's pretty smooth. Yeah. Like to hear that. Also from Four Quarters in Winooski, Vermont. Uh, Winooski is local. Uh, that's a term meaning basically Canada, <laughs> which you can look up. Um, Four Quarters Brewing Cotton Candy Shakedown, also a very cool can. Milkshake IPA with lactose, citra, amarillo, mosaic, El Dorado, and sabro hops, and pink vanilla cotton candy sugar. Well, wow, it's a lot that's in a one mouthful. can. That was oh that was yeah. crazy. It's really good. I mean, it, it's it sounds a lot crazier than it actually tastes. It's actually pretty mellow for the description that it carries with it. But uh, thank you, Mike. Two great beers that you've uh, now brought to the Hollers podcast. We should shout out Four Quarters. Great stuff. Yeah, like we've been getting really good. good interactions with breweries lately. Yeah, we had that Dorchester sure. one today. I mean, I wish Dorchester was selling that beer in cans because I would have got it. As it sounds really good, they made a pumpkin beer. I'll have to find another one. Yeah, just from them directly. Uh-huh. Uh, Embarrassment of Riches is a beer from Dorchester Brewing that's very good too. But but shout out to Dorch for the mentions and Allagash present on the way, on the way Uber on the way out gift Uber eats on the way Uber <laughs> um, drinks. So it was a rough week. First of all, for points, guys, I wouldn't say anybody should be proud. Connor, you won. Yes, <laughs> you had eight points, which I feel like typically gets you like a second, maybe even third place finish most weekends. Please. Andrew had four, and he came in second. How shitty is that? <laughs> Jalen, you and wow. I had three. Really? Each. Nobody had any. Or I think, yeah, pretty we're, good. We're sick. Pretty good. We're well, sick. you've actually finished first like four or five times already, so 
you can afford a last place finish. I, on the other hand, I have been getting embarrassed. Blew you out of the water. Uh, <laughs> or Connor, you had the only correct score prediction. I don't remember which game it was, but you were the only uh, one to get an actual score correct. Yes, I remember. I don't know. <laughs> I remember I started the weekend really well. I think I just got points from a lot of the I games. mean, again, I was going through it today. Uh, in a lot of ways, but I was going through the points and I was <laughs> like, holy shit, this is not one to be proud of for the boys tonight. I think, I, think uh, I was like, a lot of my scores were like really close. Yeah, there was a lot of very clear. There was a lot of, you were like one goal away yeah, from being. I, I would have had a lot of points. Right. I remember I got, I, th- I got the Newcastle draw, Bradford you got the, win. You got the United. Burnley. You got the United scoreline. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, well, almost, that, you, you almost got the Chelsea one if you didn't say Tottenham was going to score. True. Why would you say that? Why would you think that? It's okay. Um, no, it's not. Yeah, the two games I got wrong were Villa, Everton, and Brighton, Leicester. Nobody and their mother would have gotten the Villa game right. I mean, there's no way. No, that's, that was crazy. But speaking of results, let's jump into it. Friday afternoon, it. we had a good little, uh, good little healthy matchup between Newcastle and Leeds, which ended 1-1. Both teams have had, I think, a few bright spots. They definitely have a few players uh, in both starting 11s who are a lot of fun to watch, but they're just having a lot of problems getting those extra two points yeah i mean i think uh some bright spot bright spots for both teams rafinha and leeds um i thought daniel james played pretty well it's really rafinha and same max he was the only two it was just those two against each other joel linton (laughs) played pretty well on the ball but he he did miss a ginormous opportunity Mm -hmm. um which is kind of crazy that's like the whole thing about him he can't finish Yeah. yeah Uh, but he does have a lot of skill, and he does create a good. He got the assist on the. I think it was an assist on the Max goal. He might have taken over. It's over four touches. It's not an assist or something like that. Yeah, it's something. It's, it's something so weird. But that's why no one can ever assist Neymar because he's just doing like step overs and shit. Both goals were fucking. I mean, I don't. Rafinha's was a was a cross in, but it creeped. It literally it creeped was on, in. It was on purpose, like Son's uh, free kick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Correct, Jaylen. but same Max. Point. He's on the other. I mean, it was still a nice goal. Um, it was still like a cool. It looked cool, and what St. Max's goal was actually fucking just like beautiful, gorgeous. The they, Newcastle would be getting relegated if it wasn't for him. Yeah, he's literally the only reason they probably come to the stadium to watch because the other players are just dreadful. I, I like Jolton. I like him. Joe Willick, big, big fan of Joe Willick. But other than that, Almiron is just like pure Wilson. pure hustle. Did he play? Oh, yeah, he started. Good. Who? Callum Wilson. Oh, I think meant Al- Almiron. Sorry, uh, I don't. I think Callum Wilson has an ankle injury, right? He, he probably does. He gets hurt because he wasn't around for the United game, and I'm pretty sure that's when he got injured. This stat line for this game was nuts. You want to you hear this? Let's hear it. Seventeen to twenty-two shots, and how many on target? Uh, nine and seven. So that's that is a just that's a wide yeah, open game. Who would you guess had the possession advantage if you had to guess? Uh, the team that wasn't Leeds. Castle. <laughs> nope, neither of you are right. So the so although fucking the, shocker after this all, weekend. All those although those are the shot tallies, the po- possession margin is crazily lopsided, sixty-five to thirty-five. Ooh, in favor of Leeds. Like Eek. I don't know. That's just kind of crazy. They have the gall. They have the physicality. They have the speed. They have this skill. It seems. They have the but talent. Yeah. It yeah. just is the final bit of quality that they're really having difficulty putting together. And they've not done so poorly that they're staring off into the distance already, like Norwich. But I mean, they're not in an awful place. But you, but you do you do have a high, you do see a higher bar for Leeds than the one that they've set for themselves this season. So no, definitely. Yeah. It's but, weird. It's coming off, especially coming off last season. It's. Yeah, it's unexpected. And like no defensive assuredness. If anything, they play like a more open game now, even yeah. than last season. It's crazy. Like you didn't think it was possible, and now they concede don't, so much. They don't defend at all. Yeah, they strikers don't at the defend. back at Elland Road. Uh, moving on to Saturday, bright and early. <laughs> Wolves zero, Brentford two. I really like that Brentford's like winning. It's yeah, so cool. me too. Like, there's always that one team like each year that like comes up and like. Has a good. I don't know who their manager is, but it's just managed well. The players play for the badge, and Brentford just does that. We've been waiting for Brentford to get promoted too. It's been a couple seasons now where they've lost in the playoff or something, and everyone is so disappointed because they're such a fun club and they're so deserving. And clearly, they fit in well. I mean, they've they've got points from every every match week. I think except for one, getting a massive win over a Wolves team that gave United fits. I mean, Wolves are having a really tough time putting the ball in the net right now, and that's. 
Yeah, come back to haunt them every game. They can't score. They really are having a difficult time scoring. Their best players are having a difficult time scoring, and Triori is just not, not much of a finisher. But good on Brentford. They have two really dangerous players up top, too. Brian Tony and Dumo and, and Ivan Tony. Good both, little pair. Both got a goal. That mm-hmm. goal and assist for Tony. Uh, to Mbemo, who played made a, ga- uh, a great run mm-hmm. to pick the ball up. And, good little uh, pairing up top. Yeah. But the Thomas red. Frank is his manager, by the way. Yeah. Thomas, Thomas Frank. Frank. Never heard of him. Super in favor. Yeah. A lot of people love that He's the man. He looks like an Austin Powers villain, but I like him a lot, <laughs> and I think he's got a lot of uh, a lot of moxie. Austin Powers villain. Yeah, he looks like he sits in a chair stroking a cat. The only concerning side from Brentford was the reckless back-to-back challenges that got um, Picking the up the red, red, the, the red card sent off. And I mean, it's amazing that they held them to, to held Wolves to uh, like not scoring because it looked as though they would have conceded, and they really made that game difficult for them, but. They hold the clean sheet. They get the three points, and um, yeah, Wolves. I don't know. One of the, one of the debates. Uh, I think I mentioned it to you guys on Twitter, and I was having a couple conversations. Just so. Oh yeah. First of all, Wolves fans. It, I spoke to one specifically, but I also saw like three or four other comments for the brief time that I was on Twitter during this game that they're like bench Raul, like. Ben Jimenez, he can't finish, da-da-da, um, play the signing, Kichan or whatever his name Kichan, is. Kichan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I, I said to the guy, I was like, that's kind of a bold statement to make based on everything that Raul's done for your club. Um, he's looked likely to score. It's not like he's not even in positions to score. He's very active. And Wolves, yeah. have, Wolves have scored two goals all season. Like, what? Like, why Why is it his fault that you can't score goals? There's 11 players on the pitch, and you score two goals in five matches. I think it's more than just one player is the issue and, like, one point. And, yeah, Hechan is one of the players that scored, but he didn't look that good this weekend. Like, he had – he flubbed one opportunity. I don't know. It's just, like, There's like after everything yeah. Jimenez, has, Jimenez has done, and at this point he's basically, like, I wouldn't say risking his life to be on the field, but, like – there's a lot on the line for a striker late in his career that had his skull cracked and fractured. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like I wonder if it's an impatience thing because because they're a team that's struggling so much to score goals right now. It's so frustrating to watch them. I can't even imagine what it's like to to be a supporter right now because it's, there was I remember there being a play too where there was a whistle and it was pretty scrappy and a lot of the Wolves were still trying to kick the ball into the net. And, like, even though the play had stopped, Brentford defenders were just, like, blocking it. And, like, they hit the goalie at one point and it went yeah. out of bounds. And I'm like, even when you're pissed off and you can't even buy a goal, like, the ball won't even hit yeah. the back. They're starting to go crazy, I think. Like, why is this ball not going into the back of the net for us? I mean, yeah. they've they've been a team that can score goals. They've never scored a ton of goals, but they can definitely score them and in bunches. So it's got to be really difficult. And it's tough, especially for the new manager. I mean, he he has big shoes to fill with Nuno leaving. Nuno's a pretty beloved figure yep. even when he did leave. So tough times in uh in Wolverhampton right now. Yeah. I have to say I uh, have to and yeah, if the one if Wolves fans want to get on one player, get on Adama Chare for not scoring. He gets mm-hmm. countless opportunities and doesn't yeah. come away. Yes, he's effective. And he was shopping. He's he wanted to leave the, in the last window yeah. too. So if you're gonna give anyone shtick, it's him. He's effective obviously going forward and creating chances at times, but his final <laughs> third ability is so bad is so bad. So it's, it's like horrible. If you give you him his deliveries, if you give him and as like the deliveries consistent, are aimless. consistent yeah. balls in the right areas, he's going to put them away, and That's he's it. not getting that. If whoever I, shouted that out yeah. on our Twitter, kudos. Yeah, it was, was it was you really just he's really just at this point booting in corners or crosses, and there's no actual target in sight. It's just I know I can beat my defender. Everyone knows you can beat the guy that's that's defending you, but. That final product, yeah. Man, so. I think I watched three back to back to back plays where Traore beat the beat the defender, beat the left back, gets to the touchline, and the ball doesn't bounce within the eighteen yard box. It goes completely to the other side of the pitch. And if I'm Raul, like that's frustrating as all heck. Anyone in the box would be like, like throwing their fucking hands up and being like, "Does this is this guy an idiot?" Like, I'm sorry, but like that's what it comes down to. Mm. He he needs to like. Use his head at that point. Footballing like, IQ is not terribly high. Like, it come seems. Come on, man. But yeah. Potence, says if they're not getting goals, he's a guy that has to be in the mix. Like he's such a creative player and was last season. That it's crazy that he's coming off in like the 65th, um, off the bench in the 65th, and then he's asked to influence the game. He was so creative last season too. So yeah, but 
Norwich one, Watford three. It's it really is looking like Watford's not going to win a match this season. Uh, Norwich. I mean, it was Norwich. A, yeah, yeah. It was a it was an even it was an even match at half though. So it was an even match at half. I just, they, I, it's like, like you could say that they need to invest more. You could say that the game plan isn't there. You could say it's the manager. I'm starting to think it's the manager. I, I think, think you, so. you need to shop around. He set a record. Fifth, the only manager not the one you want. Fifteen to consecutive Premier League games. I think the, many points. the biggest problem with Norwich is their back line. Um, if you saw all those goals, it was like just poor marking. Um, and that's, I mean, that they're not going to score goals. And if they're not going to prevent them from happening, then they're going to go down. Um, and Billy Gilmore had a howler, which led to the third one. Mm-hmm. He tried clearing. He tried one-timing it, and the ball was coming down to him, and he just shanked it. And then uh, I think Joshua King picked it up and... Deflect it off. I know Sar and then Sar, Sar finish it off. Yeah, but He's, see, it's like Watford have the the only bit of serious quality on the field, and yeah. that was the, that was the difference maker in the end. We had the best player on the field, and he scored two goals, and so he won three and five. Right Norch now, Norwich doesn't Sar. have that. How many goals do you think he's going to have this season? Sorry, Sar. eleven. Yeah. yeah, I would say twelve double digits. Yeah, that's a double. He doesn't take pens though. Fifteen and below. Yeah, that's tough. But props to him if he does, if he ends up up there not taking between, pens between ten fifteen for me. So. Which is big. At that bit of quality, they're going to have to ride that like crazy. Uh, True. Moving on. Burnley 0, Arsenal 1. All that shtick. Arsenal, bottom of the table, and now they're not so different from Tottenham. They're only three back of us, and we play them this Sunday. Still. But a wonderful free kick from Odegaard. I mean, you when those when these two wins come, if you're an Arsenal fan, beggars can't be choosers, and you're, you're happy with this. You know, six, I think it, six points in two games is big. I, Although, I guess, we Arsenal are held to a higher standard. This was a big win for them just because Burnley is such a hard team to match up against. Um, and Arsenal unable to score goals at all last month. Um, for them to get a goal against Burnley was pretty big. And I think it's just a confidence booster, great like you said. Yeah, yeah, great free a, kick. Yeah, it was a good goal. So, I'm just, I think it's a good spot for Arsenal right now. Like you said, three points behind you guys. Um but things change quickly, so nothing too things crazy. Change. Nothing too crazy to get about, but like, it's they're in the right. They're going in the right direction, in my opinion. So match week ten, you can start to make a more uh, educated decision on who you think is going to find success. Uh, again, they're still not going to be upset of six points in two games, getting a goal from a free kick, and then getting like a hockey NHL goal the week before against yeah. Norwich. You know, you, you like to see when you have players like Aubameyang on the field, you like to see maybe a few more goals getting poked in like than that, especially against the opposition yeah. they played. But I mean, it's again all about momentum right now. The goal differential and stats will swing up and down as the season goes. But get the he- points. again, Arsenal headed into Sunday are the favorite in this game against Tottenham. I think most people would agree based on momentum. Uh, they're still disorganized at the back, but I mean, sp- they can't score from open play. That's what concerns me about Arsenal. Well, we'll see. We've got zero goals. They, I think that's just a little bit. I don't think Spurs, Spurs, are, Spurs are the favorite. They also got outplayed by Dude, the I Burnley know. side. Arsenal. I think like... Burnley outplay everybody. They just never get the points to show for it. Burnley had more shots than Arsenal in this game. Burnley never outshoots a side. They outwork, Chris, Chris they outwork a side. Too, but, too. but they also outwork a side. And Arsenal are like in this weird... like Their players just kind of well, like... I think that just like solidifies Arsenal as like barely an average club at this point like yes it's good that they get the points against Burnley but like it's comparable like this game would look like Brighton versus Burnley but it's like Arsenal versus Burnley yeah, you know yeah. I mean like Brighton Bur- Burnley now Connor so yeah true but Burnley yeah. controlled the match like Arsenal was like the team defending and scrapping for the points that like come the end that's of the, the game. why it's a big win for them because it's like yeah, there is a mental it, lift. That it's comes a mental with lift, it, and it's like, a, it's a hard team that's to come up against. I'm not saying Burnley shouldn't be in licks of Arsenal at all right, in terms yeah. of prestigious clubs. So it's a good and bad look just by the fact that they didn't control a game, but the fact that they got the three points is important, and that's that's my take on. Hopefully, that. they play up on Sunday, play up to the competition instead of usually playing down. I mean, yeah, they're pretty. First goal is going to be big with yeah. these two mental midget clubs. When's this game? First, what time is it? Eleven thirty. Sunday. Okay. I'm going to be a wreck. Yeah, that's definitely right, though. going to, like, have that's, the That's prime time. That's prime time, England time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's at the Emirates, too, at that big toilet bowl. London will be garbage. rocking. <laughs> big toilet bowl here. Yeah. Although, up. Arsenal is in a pretty, as they call it, posh part of London. <laughs> posh. Yeah, it's, like, bougie, but if you're from the UK. 
or so I take it. City zero, Southampton zero. All this huff and puff between Pep and the fans and all these retweets and ghosts and subtweets. And, yeah, well, why don't more people come? I don't know. We have a family. I can't afford a ticket. Well, they're not that much. And then Jay, no shots, zero, zero. Jay, we kind of talked about it on Sunday, and obviously you weren't there. So what, what's your take on it? Like, uh, is it... Re- I, it's I mean, kind of we funny all, to we me. All came, we all came to the conclusion it's pretty ridiculous. I'm sure most of the football world does, but what do you think about it? Of situation. Pep asking or them or their reaction? Just everything. The whole situation itself. I mean, I think it's crazy that the guy who responded to Pep was like, why don't you stick to coaching? Like, that's <laughs> a crazy thing to say about the, the three, was it three Premier Leagues he's brought or two? I think it's three, three, think it's three, three Premier, three Premier leagues he's brought to the like club. Four FA it Cups, f- like is it? It's not four. It's, it's not, not four. No, they they've won. They've won like season? six. Or they had the or five total. Yeah, how many City FA has a club? Cups has he it's, won? Yeah, yeah. he has what, two FA Cups. He has like thirty-eight Carabao Cups. Yeah, like <laughs> it is just wild that like like you're no one. Like you're pretty, you're no one at this place, and you're gonna tell Pep that he needs to stick to coaching and that. Like, obviously, he, like, I guess, Pep didn't even, it's not like Pep was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, he was just being, like, so kind. He was like, yo, like, if you guys can, like, show up to the game and give the boys some support, like, it would be cool. They're tired. They're tired. (laughs) They just, like, want to hear the fans. And this guy's like, no, shut up. How the leader of of their fan community took that as, like, a backhanded, like, not a backhanded, but, like, a, a slighted comment. Like, what do you mean? More people need to show up. He's just saying our team plays a lot of games at this point in the season. They're tired. Everybody come out and rally. It's like what a what a kid running for class president would say before like the homecoming game. Like, why are you looking into this so much? Where you're like, yeah, well, you know, the economy's bad right now, and we all have things we need to pay for. Yeah, everybody, right? We, everyone does, but like, not the the lack of communication going on was he took it out of con- he took it out of context he, yeah. he twisted it and made it seem like he was telling them they needed to come instead of asking them to come right like well, it's a very but, normal thing to do and like even so like if there's anyone that knows like yeah he's a coach but you know how many stadiums and full stadiums and ep- empty stadiums that pep guardiola has been in and like seen what fans can do to influence like if he goes and plays a champions league game in like at like well, when Liverpool did like Red Star Belgrade, like that stadium is like shaking and like it puts it like puts the players in their place, regardless of what club they come from, just because of how like full the stadium, like the is pressure, and of overwhelming it. Yeah. it is. You know, like Pep knows, yeah, like he's a coach, but he knows. And you know how like Fenway has like the bleacher section. Yeah, like there's no way like the Eddie Had doesn't have like a bleacher section <laughs> where like the tickets are like thirty or like forty pound, like twenty pound, yeah. thirty pound, like yeah, it's cheap enough and. Right. Focusing on the game itself, like it's funny how it, like, they ended up drawing like <laughs> that, that, like that headline that yeah. came with it. It yeah. was like just like a duck fart of ninety minutes. And everyone was <laughs> yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Man? One player who didn't do anything for me was Jack Grealish. Kind of talked about it on Sunday, but um, pretty piss poor in my opinion. De Bruyne came off the bench. He's recovered from injury, right? From the Euros, yeah. yeah. From like yeah. his last thirty injuries, that dude got messed up. Yeah, yeah. The Euros, he had a pretty bad injury playing the whole time, but. I thought City played pretty poorly. I thought Southampton played well. They were they thrashed Leipzig too, so it's kind of weird that they came to this result with Mm -hmm. how they can like how with all the rotations that they can come together with. That this is the result they came with. And Jack Cruz played good in the Champions League. He had a really good goal, goal and assist. So it's kind of odd to see them just. That's fine. I don't know nothing. The way Southampton played, I feel like if Ralph Hasenhutten gotten this team playing consistently, then like Ralph. <laughs> like they would, because Southampton and me are so they're such a yo-yo like within the Premier League. Like they're so they'll have a high are you really, table or not a really like, good performance, and then they'll lose like eight nothing, uh-huh. and then they'll go up again and have like a good performance, either draw it or like get a win, scrap a win. But when they're playing at their best, like they play really really good football, and yeah. it's weird how I think it's just remnants of what like Southampton used to be when they were like top nine, top mm. when it was like Shane Long and like. Those guys just like they were so steady and like they would get, but now well, Van Dyke was there, yeah. Jose Font was there, Sadio, Sadio, Hoiberg, like man. Ward Prowse, like still in that midfield. They just haven't invested in the right areas. I don't even know if they have. They haven't yeah. reinvested properly. They even sold Vestigard. Like he plays at Leicester now. Plays like <laughs> shit too. Yeah. Uh, 
They have Janepo. They do have Janepo. Redmond's good, but still, I mean Armstrong. Armstrong's. It's just they're not refilling those positions that they lost strong enough to compete at the highest level. Imagine if they had that team still: Van Dyke, Sadio, Hoiberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have you ever seen on. one of those tweets where it's like, if these guys like never left their clubs with like, the players at the club yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it would be crazy. Southampton is, is, is a It'd be like Luke Shaw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sitting oh, yeah, right yeah. now for you guys, the least convincing of the big four teams. They think they're going to have the hardest time, the hardest go at it. We know they started like this last season too, but just for the sake of discussion, they've been the only non-convincing top four team to me. Of the yeah, but I think if it's not like they're way off, like it's not like I just think every team has. It's because of the results that they've gotten. Yeah, like I think they're the yeah. least convincing, but they're not. They're like they could go next week and win like five nothing. Yeah, know. it literally happened last year. They yeah. just yeah. never yeah. lost again. Yeah, <laughs> so like I will never like like yeah. These things are, these so things, performances yeah. are unconvincing right now, but like I still think City is the best team in the league, and I still yeah. frighten them. I'm fear fearing them most in the case of a cha- cha- well, like I title did, challenge. I did say like Sunday. I still I fear as a United fan facing Chelsea, Liverpool over City, obviously because of form, but still. But when it comes to collecting points, yeah, when you it, know what I mean. Yeah, when t- when when times are like when it's winter season, when it's Boxing Day, when it's the, that time of the year, like I have so City much. overall are just so fucking good at picking it's points the depth, up, bro. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's PTSD for me. It's when we were ten points clear at Christmas, and then City didn't lose a game the rest of the season. <laughs> and same goes for last season. They yeah. were started the shitty, and then they run away with the league by like May or whatever. Like I can't. Yeah, I've had too much, and that's what pisses me off and frustrates me so much about that fucking club. <laughs> Grealish, you wanted the spotlight, man. You got it. When you don't play well, four dudes in Dorchester are going to talk about it for 10 minutes. So don't, don't say you didn't ask for it, man. You made your bed. Now you sleep in it. You made your king-size bed in the middle of a Manchester flat. Uh, Liverpool 3, Crystal Palace 0. Man, you made Crystal Palace look like Crystal Palace again. <laughs> I kind of felt bad for him because they did play... Pretty damn well for a Crystal Palace side. But you won't feel bad for us when you box us 3 nothing, will you? No, definitely not. No. Because it, it'll be you shitting on Bobby and Bobby showing up. It's um, a deflection goal. But I think Sadio's growing into it. Um, I know I was critical of him Yeah, earlier, you're off bench Sadio team, I see. But he he's finding form. Uh, he's a bit of an un- unorthodox player, so it doesn't always look pretty. But he was... Like looking more like his usual self. Um, obviously, he gets the first goal. He's just alert to it um, off of the Salah shot. Salah gets the second. Salah's in primetime form. He always starts the season hot. Um, probably the deadliest attacker in the Prem right now, I'd say. Um, and then. Cristiano's up there. Ronaldo's up there. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, I, just, yeah, with the goals, definitely, but. Three know. goals in three games. Um, pretty good. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. Sorry. I had to, I had to plug that because Connor's were, talking. Two of them so were, Ronaldo. Two, two of them happens, but Weren't you just praising him last week who was moving off the ball? Yeah, Because I was too. So that's ridiculous. But, but he, continue anyways. He did tap the ball in the net. Um, um, he does work. what a striker does. One of dead, That's what deadly strikers do. But anyways, I still think Salah is more capable of getting goals. Um, at the moment, than Ronaldo. That's crazy because uh, he's like just because he can create yeah, better for himself crazy. at this stage in his we'll career. See about that. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, and then as that far was, like, as the weirdest passive aggressive conversation I've ever they been just a part start kissing. Of. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone picked Ronaldo for a Golden Boot shout. So he's up there. What do you mean? He's in the Golden Boot. I don't think boot. I knew Ronaldo. Was he wasn't. He wasn't even that, there. The he wasn't there yet. So no one. Ronaldo wasn't. That's the, that is the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever would, heard. Would anyone pick him to win the? Win the Golden Boot right now? now? Yes, yeah. hundred thousand yes. percent. Hundred bucks. You'd put a hundred bucks on it. I'm not. Hey, I'm, we're I'm not talking money here. Okay? I'm not saying he's going. I'm saying people are going to goal money a game. To do it. Yeah, it's a goal a game. I know. I know. But you have no shame. I think. I Why think, don't you talk about your team? Yeah, Connor. This man went from praising him to being like, Connor, yeah, he doesn't he, do anything. You have an uninterrupted five minutes to brag about sorry, Liverpool sorry, winning sorry. three nothing. Yeah. yeah, and then this dumbass know, had to open his mouth because I can't say anything. Talks about Liverpool a little bit. Gets me so angry. But now I'll shut Dude, it down. I literally said, now I'll shut it down. I said Salah scored a goal and Sadio scored <laughs> yeah. a goal, Connor? and then you make this remark. <laughs> no. Connor, I started the clock. But yeah, um, so Sadio in my head, um, he gets he hits the milestone for hundredth. I think not Premier League. He's ninety eight in the Prem, but. Um, I don't know what the milestone was actually. 
100 appearances. I don't know. What no, it was 100 goals. 100 goals he was has- last week. No, that no, was Salah. That was Salah. Oh but I don't know what it I think it's just for club, maybe. But I mm-hmm. swear he has 98 in the Prem. Uh, well, so, played- well, so is it 100 Prem goals and he hasn't reached 100 Liverpool goals? Oh, uh, that could be. Because he's been at Southampton, so. Yeah, he made a score. How yeah, many goals did he get at Southampton? Did he score like a ton before? No. It wasn't like a ton. He did have a hat trick in like 30 seconds. Yeah, he all, yeah. all-time fastest. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, but as a whole? I have no clue. In terms of Liverpool? Oh, yeah. No, not, um, not Mane. It was a good, it was <laughs> a good performance out of us. I mean, you have to clop rested guys. Um, this week, obviously, Kanate gets his debut. He looked a little shaky in the early stages of the game. I think it was just nerves, but then he handled a big physical Benteke, Benteke running at him and never looked like he was going to break a sweat. So. Benteke walked out there and was like, fuck me, man. <laughs> I feel like Kanate is like what, like, they like everyone had like Kabak to be like last season. Like, yeah. Kanate, was, first of all, he's massive. He's so scary. He's so and he's fast. fast. He's so fast. Yeah. Um, so I, I love to see his debut. I hope I want him to be paired with Van Dyke, but Matip's been playing so well. I can't um, stand Joe Matip, man. He's, he's been playing good, dude. Maestro Matip. I don't Matip know. I don't know. A header goal every couple games. Too. I don't know. Who pisses me off going forward steady. more, him or freaking Rudiger. I don't know who I get more making a fucking striker run in the middle of the fucking park. Rudiger yeah, scoring like, strikers. Rudiger headbutts, dude. So like. And cool. he like bites people. You see people. him purposely just shove his ass in uh, in uh, Emerson's face. He did this like random sitting position and like <laughs> rammed his ass directly into Emerson's forehead. I was like, this man, is, you got to get this guy up. away from people. Man. I, I don't think uh, I don't think it's the end of the world if Matip starts the rest of the season because I think no, I mean, he's, so, he's so young that he'll have yeah. a time to mature into the the Premier League. And properly. I think Matip like offers more. From an attacking perspective, then he's also just more experienced. Like I know that's weird to say because he's a defender, but like Matip is like composed in those tricky situations and like spatially making the right decisions, that kind of stuff. Milner put in a fucking shift on Zaha. Zaha was quiet all game. He needs, to, he needs to leave. Classic. He's never leaving. Classic I would, James. I would buy out my my contract. No, he's. Uh, oh, Zaha's never leaving, or is Milner. No, I, I was. I said Zaha needs yeah. to leave. Oh, yeah. Zaha but James, move, Milner, but I did hear, played a really good game. Yeah, he did. He stepped up. Trent rested. Robertson rested. Timmy Koss played. He's a little shaky defensively for me. Um, but he's definitely a player that, like, we've seen. Like, if he gets consistent time, like, he can play well. He a lot of good out of He him. would be Robbo 2.0. He just, like, but, like, like you, can, you can't expect him to come off the bench and, like, or not come off the bench. Like, but, yeah, randomly, yeah, just, like, randomly start games. Like, some players just, like, can't. When he's can't surrounded op- by all that quality, too, does, doesn't it make it that much easier? Not, And I never wanted this to sound like I was discrediting Harvey Elliott either, but I, I do think that if you are surrounded by a team of such quality with so many leaders as well and so many experienced players, how often we talk about how important it is for players to play. Like when Joe Gomez was in his heyday playing next to Van Dyke or any center back yeah. that would come in would look great next to Van Dyke. Oh, yeah. Talk about how much it helps that it can make you look like a good player when you're playing with other good players. Not to take away from Harvey Elliott or Simikas, but... Of course, like eventually they're going, you're going to see good out of these guys. They know how to kick a ball, you know, and they're surrounded by players who can put the ball in the net, other fast players. So it just brings the best out of yeah. them, which is important, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that I mean, I'm just happy we picked up three. It wasn't it, although it was a three nil scoreline. Like it was, we did concede some like sketchy moments. Um, is it Eduardo? Is that his name? The Eduard. Oh, Eduardo. Oh, Edward. He had like two chances that he kind of bottled. Um, and then Allison had that sketchy moment in the beginning um, where he like batted it off the post. I don't know if you guys saw that, but those those happen in the Premier League. We still keep the clean sheet, and I have to shout out Connor Gallagher because he played a phenomenal game. Um, he's another one. He's an engine for Crystal Palace. He's creative. He's I think he's a bit more locked in than he was at West Brom. I think he like kind of checked out more and more but now that he's kind of the guy and they go to him and they rely on him he he outworked anyone else on the field um and he's just a grafter and i think it's gonna pay off for him you think you think chelsea will ever bring him back like permanently no no yeah i don't think he, i don't think they will he's not a two-show player sucks. yeah because he's a fucking sick player i can see him at like west ham i always put players at west ham yeah <laughs> like pulisic 
Yeah. That that perf. That perf. No, dude. Remember, no. Remember when I divided the podcast in half <laughs> I was by so saying mad Bolsich would make Bolsich. a good move when to Everton? Bolsich, Bolsich, I was like, <laughs> no. Yeah, I, thought, I didn't know Chelsea. they were going to talk to me again after that. I'll be honest. But you did, and I think we got past it. Aston Villa 3, Everton 0. As I said before, nobody would have predicted this. This was the weirdest game of the whole weekend. Really good, back and forth, wide open game with a lot of hard hits. But I thought man, Everton played so poorly on Where the did ball. the 3 nothing scoreline come from? The fans. Matty Cash, yeah. a wonderful finish. Yeah. Beautiful. Goal. Bailey had a great goal, too. Bailey had a great goal. A goal and assist, two goals and an assist. Wasn't it an own goal by it was an Bailey? Own led goal. to an own goal, got his own goal and got an assist. They call yeah. that the and then Gary su- Neville hat trick. Twenty was it? Twenty minutes on, he got <laughs> he subbed off. Up. He was yeah. on the fifty first or something. He came on as a substitute, um, and then was subbed off. But, but no, yeah, I thought overall Everton. I mean Everton. It, it was coming, but it, it, I didn't think it was going to come with Aston Villa. Agreed. Um, because they were obviously they weren't. Getting results agreed that we expected them to get to get this we season. Did. I think we talked so, a little bit about this during the live watch yesterday. Yeah, we, we did. Kind of covered it and just said this was the result that Villa had been we'd been waiting for every yeah. week. We say we we had set the bar a lot higher for this club, especially they set the bar higher for themselves with all the signings they made in the off season. You know, where's that been? And and that showed up Saturday. And I if think. Leon Bailey can stay fit. I mean, that's it's as although he did make an impact, he came off injury, which is not good to see. But if he can stay fit, then they have a player on their hands. That's like a a Premier League awesome player right there. I mean, somebody who could really have success at the highest level here. I really do feel that. Yeah, that's like breakout star. Then like goes for big money type of type of player. Exactly. Yeah. If Sar is 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 Mela Sar scoring goals, then then like Leon Bailey will score goals. You know what I mean? Not to again take away from Sar, but it's like it's a player of similar quality. Or no, I, I, I agree. He so should. He has more experience. Yeah. He's probably rated high, more highly than yeah, Sar. More skillful. Easy like Sunday morning, said Graham Potter. Two to one over Leicester. When you guys want to stop talking shit about my future manager, just let me know, okay? I never saw. I, I just made, man's in fourth. I just made fun of certain things that certain players said. Brighton's in fourth. I don't rate him. I still don't care. <laughs> you don't You don't care Brighton's in fourth? I don't, I don't rate him. I'm glad, Brighton, I'm glad I mean, they're in fourth. I'm glad they're, they're winning. They played great I football. Li- I love Basuma. He's they uh, they were great on the ball. They took their time well. I mean, being decisive in the certain passes they wanted to make, breaking down Leicester. Um, who's the Spanish player with the crazy hair? He's freaking phenomenal on Brighton. Uh, but he's one player to note. Well, you look that up. I'll look Jaylen, it up. If after 10 games, Brighton's in fourth, are you willing to concede that Grant Potter's a high-quality manager? They won't be, so... Okay, but in this world, I've painted for you so colorfully... Yeah, I'll say that. Join me there. Yeah, I'll say he's managed the squad pretty well this season. That's all. That's the most I could get you say? Yeah. If after 10 games, he's in fourth. A world-class manager can go anywhere and have success. Graham Potter wouldn't have success anywhere but the Premier League. Well, we, we, can't, we don't know that because he hasn't played for any big clubs yet. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I mean, he'll be in charge of the men in white next season, no doubt. Watch him, like... Replace Ancelotti at Real Madrid. I'm just, stuck, I'm just stuck looking at him. Mark, Nuno Mark Sudela. I've what? Never, I don't know who that is. He's fr- he was um, he played in La Liga okay. with Getafe last last season. Getafe. Getafe. Uh, but he played really well overall. Brighton just looked like what, the football that. W- um, fuck, sorry. <laughs> Mark. Uh, Su- Susurella. Oh, Cucurella. Cucurella, yeah. Cucurella. Oh, the guy with the Cucurella. afro. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's sick. Very, oh. He was His playing. His name's Mark. It's probably Marco. Should, probably should be. No, it's Mark, yeah. Sassetta is his last name. <laughs> probably. It's probably Marco. Don't worry, guys. I'm Latino. He's pretty young. Uh, he's, like, he's, like tw- he's like 22. Yeah, he's super young. And he looks like he's 35. Was and, he, is he alone from Getafe no, or is he's he permanent? Bo- he's bought, yeah. Right on. Uh, but yeah, overall, Welcome. the football that Brighton played last season that they couldn't get goals from, they're now getting goals from. And Mape's three and five right now in goals. Good pen. Great pen, yeah. Welbeck is not going away. But I had to talk about the VAR calls that were going harsh on. Harsh from the referee. Very harsh. Yeah. Especially, oh, the, yeah. I mean, the first one was harsh, Terribly but the second harsh. one was crazy. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Because the worst was like Ndidi scoring it, and then like... His reaction immediately was like, what the... Ha-? Was it mm-hmm. Ndidi, I think, that, that did he- score the header? But the whole idea was that Harvey was, Barnes was, was in it Lookman. No, it wasn't Lookman. Um, yeah. So the whole idea is that Harvey Barnes. So VAR retracted two goals because Harvey Barnes, while he didn't touch the ball, he was in 
the passes of the ball while it went to the net. So, he, so like it, it in that case, it like Was it's it him. Like, it's him affecting the play by getting in the way of the goalkeeper potentially and like being yeah, within play obstruction of the goalie mm. and the first one I was like okay that's a little harsh and then the second one I was like it happened f- like same rule twice it, yeah. I, I can catch this it, ha- it happened twice and um, it was it was just sad to see for him he was just like because when you're because he's tasked with standing next to the goalie to distract because that's what you do you have a player on the goalie like whenever you play whoever play football in your was life it a set piece yeah it was off a corner, corner kicks so he's in front he's in front of the goalie and the ball's whipped in, and he steps off, and then, um, and Didi heads the ball, and he's just like, he has seconds to react. Like, what do you want him to do? Like, just like get out of the way, completely. Like, you cannot react that fast. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I also don't think it was like a case of him standing directly in front of the keeper. It was like, I guess my gestures aren't going to mean a fucking thing because it's a podcast, but like the goalkeeper say was center to the goal and. Harvey was like off to his right, and yeah. yes, the ball was kind of like on an angle, but I don't know. Like the goalkeeper probably saw around his shoulder. It's not like it was directly in front of him, and yeah. it was he wasn't saving the ball anyways. Like that was a great header. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I thought it was really harsh. That's kind of a, that's kind of a stupid call on a set piece. It, I, it was crazy, it was. and like the fact that it happened twice was crazy. And as much as Vestergaard's like it was a handball, but, like, he kind of got yanked down and, like, threw his arm up. And yeah, it, yeah. The fact that it happened to hit his arm was just so unlucky. Like, Lester just got really unlucky. And that... Unlucky, match. but still, Lester in a position where we did not expect him to be... Not convincing. Coming off of the FA Cup um, trophy and then obviously finishing fifth, but... Tell I don't know. Them, One of their guys ball. really showing up. Madison's nowhere to be found a lot of the uh, matches. Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy, yeah. Vardy's there. A hundred appearances. Did you see yeah. that? That goal was beautiful. Tillman's ball in, bro. Yeah, just that little. It went. It went from Sanyuchu. You're to never re- getting him. It went from. I'll take. It I'll went take from Pesuma, that bro. goal. It went from Sanyuchu to Ricardo. Ricardo to Lookman. Back to Ricardo to Tillman's, who one times it. That was a, a perfect ball. ball, and then Vardy's just on the end of it to smash it. It was. <laughs> it, was it was probably some of the best football I've seen so far this season, and a yeah. beautiful goal finished off of it. So there was a, a picture on Instagram I saw today. Of Jamie Vardy doing like a, a sideline interview, but it was in his like early, early non-league semi-pro days. I think I've seen that picture before. I think I've seen it too. Yeah, I'm thinking if I'm one of his like one of his friends from childhood, did could they not tell that he had some crazy quality about him? Like he looked sort of weird, dressed sort of funny. <laughs> it was just a strange guy, but. Could, could you not tell playing like five aside with him? Like, oh my God, this guy can finish. Like I mean, he's he, finding corners, doing all these crazy one-timer, low skippers off the ground. His finishing ability off those just doesn't make any sense. I mean, sometimes, I, I mean, I'm for, like, I'm one of those people that like, it's not, I don't think it's always there. Like sometimes I think one day it just connects like something like you just like practice or he's definitely always had the speed though. He's definitely always been like that athletic, right. but I think like definitely one day his speed and his technical ability finally matched and but it's happened at Leicester. He also obviously. stuck with it long yeah. where a lot of other people would have thrown him. Also a lot of talent sometimes just falls through the cracks mm-hmm. and you don't see it and maybe doesn't get the right opportunities. Like all of us. And that's what kind of throws they, people psh- off. Exactly. That's what, that's what separates Same. people that are great. To, we that should aren't, be like, we should be the Chelsea back line right now, but we just fell through the cracks. Yeah, and I never played soccer, so that was tough too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's beside the point. That's yeah. irrelevant. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Connor? No, I was just gonna say I think Brendan Rodgers is like a fraud. Know, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> like the side that he fielded. Like he's just like putting. Yeah, yeah, he's putting the best eleven out there, but I don't think Madison plays well as like an, a winger. Like he needs to be playing the ten and. Lukman probably should have started. Their over midfield him. is like, like yeah, they're all high quality midfielders, but I don't think there's enough creative ability. Samare was on in the midfield, and Ndidi started, and Tillemans. Tillemans like, those started, are all yeah. defensive midfielders. I'd say Tillemans. He's more of a yeah. They're Tillemans still, is an eight. They're more defensive minded. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah they don't have like a pure attacking mind in the midfield. Like yeah. put Mad- Madison there, bro. Like, but even then, why put him there? Because he's not performing. But I think it's because he's stuck on the wing. I don't think that. No, that's not why. Aubameyang's stuck on the wing. He doesn't perform. That's not why. That's not why James James Madison is. I think he's been playing pretty lazy. In recent games, he's been playing very late. Like, he's been very lazy on the ball and off the ball. And he just fucking flops and cries about it. After 10 games, you think Leicester are in the top six? That takes some swing boy right now to be in the top six after. I I say they so. I I don't think so either, but I think they'll finish in the top six. So. Well, Andrew, uh, 
give us a little synopsis of your thoughts of the game on Saturday or on Sunday, rather, featuring United and West Ham. I thought it was a it's dramatic, very entertaining game. Yeah, um, I thought United they controlled they controlled probably like eighty percent of the match, uh, but when West Ham were on the attack, they looked very threatening. Part of you that think, was, you think United had eighty percent of the match in their favor. I, no, not legitimately. I think they, but they controlled most of the game, hundred percent. David Moyes owes I mean, the I entire look at city the, of London. Look at possession. Two right I, I, I mean, yeah, like I, yeah, you can look at possession. It can. I just think. I think I think United were just were very creative going forward. The story of the game was the what happened in the the last moment of the game, and I'd love to, I guess, get get everybody's thoughts on what what they thought about that. I'm sure there's going to be a general consensus. Sixty one thirty one. Sixty one thirty one. Yeah. I mean, pretty up. good. That what? does not add up. Wait, that does. <laughs> what? You said sixty-one thirty-one. That doesn't. Equal. That does not equal one hundred. Oh, Sorry, I might. I might have looked at thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. I looked. I, I looked at that so fast. Sixty-one thirty-nine. But no, I thought overall United controlled the possession, um, and they were they were very they were creative. I thought uh, Zuma played phenomenally. Um, he was really solid in the back line. Sufal, great. And I was scared when they went for, when they were attacking United's back line. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like there were so many opportunities for them to score. They ended up scoring. Uh, McGuire was really shaky. A lot of defensive lapses. He was very, very, very casual on the ball. Uh, he almost gave a goal away by. Yeah. Uh, I think he like he took a touch or something that just being got, a spaz got man. away from him or something. It was it was poor. Old brick foot. Um, but Ronaldo gets a goal again. Your midfield look like. Fred is bad. Like Fred is McTominay so, looks good. McTominay is. I think he's like he's progressively just keeps getting better and he better. makes makes smart passes. He used to misplace passes so much last year, and I think that's one of the biggest things he's probably worked on since um, his biggest improvement has been his ability to play simple and find the right feet, but also at times play really good through balls. Uh, Fred is just like there at this point. I don't Bring know. back Tom though. He's such a he's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for context, uh, we, yeah, we talked McKenna, about something. McKenna was drinking some some alcoholic beverages on Friday, and Connor was home, and was sad, yes, we were all in the group chat. Are like, was it? It was the Howlers group chat, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. And we were just Saturday like, night, and, and then McKenna just brought up how Tom Cleverly is just so much better than Nappy Kata. No, I said, I said. I said this on Sunday. I said uh, Tom Cleverley has done did more for United's title winning season in 2012, 2013 than Naby Keita did oh, in Liverpool. You did not specify <laughs> to that. How much? No, I did. How much time did we go to that text? Such a ridiculous question. Like I talked about this too. I'm like, what? A, this is the most quintessential Howlers podcast argument. Like I'm just checking my phone, like drinking a beer myself here, and all of a sudden there's like 60 messages, and I see pictures of Tom Cleverley's face. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, God, that, yeah, it was everywhere. Like, Andrew, isn't your girlfriend in town, man? You guys should like do do something right no, now. Like we were hanging out. Tell her to take your phone away. He was just blowing it up. I was yeah, sitting there you guys dying. That was what I said. I said that. Tom Cleverly did more for Nabi Keita. That was like ha- that, 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 that was ha- that was halfway through the, the, yeah. the season. One was like the, at first you literally just said Tom Cleverly did more for United. No, <laughs> if you go, if you look at Dude, the initial, initial say, you no, must I, have really been buzzing. Dude, the, the initial first comment. I'm gonna find it right now. All right, anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, but you guys talk about the game and then we'll talk. Why about are we talking about the game? You're the United fan. I I gave well, my two cents already. Uh Mark Noble, obviously. I did say that. Hoff. Yeah, you're like I was drunk. <laughs> Mark Mark Noble gets subbed on to uh, take the pen. You think he when he got called upon, he was like, "Let's do this," or he was like, "Yo, David, what did the fuck say, are you did, doing to did me Moy, right now?" Did Moy say like why? Moy no, did, did Moy say like I subbed him on to take the penalty? He yeah, said he, did, he yeah. defended him. He, yeah, the yeah. post match, he literally said repeatedly. So Mark has a. Great really track record. Great, great penalty percentage. <laughs> if I'm if I'm Declan Rice in the locker room, I'm going up to Moyes and saying, "Don't ever do that fucking shit." Don't ever, ever talk again. to me ever again. I'd be like, "Don't ever do that fucking shit." Ever Declan again. played his balls off. It's also like, yeah, I'm saying Declan needs the penalty. Give like Ben Rama the penalty or Anyone. something. Don't De- De- Mark Noble. Declan's the a really good penalty taker. Declan is the penalty Mark, taker. Mark Noble, at West Ham. Mark Noble probably does have a really good track record. Oh but like, yeah, that he, motherfucker he, needs to retire. He sat for 88 minutes. 
It's what like you, I've seen Jamie if, Vardy, one of the best penalty takers on the planet, come off the bench and miss a penalty. It happened against Spurs when they went a couple years ago and they brought him off, and all the yeah. broadcasters were saying it's just not a good idea, regardless of the player's quality. It adds a, a a mental layer which is completely unique and incredibly hard to overcome. And on top of that, your your body isn't ready to make those types of movements, <laughs> even if you've been to the light jog you take up and down the corner flag is not going to prepare yeah. you to get shoot a ball past Davidea to tie the game in the last moment. It was a poor penalty too. It was, it was, it was a horrible it was, yeah, penalty. That was terrible. Yeah, like, do we not learn anything from the Euros when hey, Southgate brings guys there. off the bench? Sancho and, and Rashford. That, yeah, that's your first touch of the ball. Like, don't overthink it's it. Just it's like the a, most important part of the game. Don't overthink it, David. You've done so many good things so far this season. Just have Declan. There's somebody on the pitch that you can trust, and it's Declan Rice. Mm-hmm. It's all Declan. Dude, when Rice. I saw him running to the spot, I was like, "No fucking way, this yeah, is happening right crazy. now." You Plus, remember- Declan Rice is young, and he'll get more chances. Mark Noble's like a club legend. Why you gotta like add that to the club <laughs> legend's resume, dude? Like yeah. Aguero <laughs> scuffing that penalty. Yeah, but Aguero's got like 86 trophies, and Mark Noble doesn't <laughs> right. really have that. So, like, why you gotta yeah. do that to the guy? That's a good and point. Like, I didn't even think I about mean, it like that. Yeah, Declan's the guy. Remember him and Lingard, like. The joke with Lingard and Declan last season. Oh, yeah. with, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Lingard wanted the penalty, and Declan was like, no, I'm taking it, and then he took it and scored. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, Lingard made the joke afterwards in the locker room. Like, Declan, they everyone must know that he's the guy that takes penalties. No, he's... No, he's and managers, nice. managers make it known all the time. Like, when Ole was talking about Ronaldo and Bruno, he's like, I've talked to the both of them. They both know the situations where they would take the penalty. Like, it's very known who takes the penalties, and when Declan saw Mark Noble come in, he was probably like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? On right now. Yeah. Also, I guess there. David Moyes also mentioned that I think West Ham has missed like four out of their last five pens or something like crazy it's a bug. like that. But it's like, a, it's must a bug not trusting anybody on that. Remember pitch the, besides remember Mark the United Noble. penalty bug. Remember that with Rashford not taking pens. Yeah, yeah. That. Remember Pogba, that whole thing. Pogba, Pogba, it affects yeah. the whole team. Martial missed his too. Yeah. It affects the whole team when nobody's making pens. Nobody wants to take them. It's an Honestly, ugly place to be. I, I got to shout out. I got to shout out my boy Jesse Lingard on the second goal. That was a fucking thing of beauty. That's like nice. that's literally that's last year, Jesse. But that's also Jesse from like four years ago, three years ago. Classy, yeah. not to celebrate. Yeah, Very you see Ronaldo classy. push him. He shoved them to celebrate. There's there's this meme I saw. Uh, fucking hilarious. There's this meme on this United page I follow, and it was in quotes, and it was uh, go on, mate, go talk to her. And it's like, but I just I'm happy for him to bounce back from that. Obviously, a poor mistake he made against young boys. It's just good to see that he has the mental capacity to deal with those situations. Just you know, keep going, and he's still got plenty of quality. Yeah. That 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 doesn't define his game, you know. It's like love my man Jesse. You know, makes United's investment decisions look quite horrible. Pay all that money for Sancho, and Jesse has two and two. Yeah, or last two and three. Did you guys buy Andy Carroll? We did. Yeah, he was a yeah, club record. That's perfect. Club record yeah. signing. Yeah. Ending, okay. ending note: uh, Sancho is in a rut, though. To be oh fair. yeah, to be he's, fair, he is yeah. in a very bad rut. Doesn't play too too bad, but he's definitely not. Ten, he's, not he's not ten and ten Bundesliga, Champions League goal scorer, Jaden Sancho. And I, th- I think I. It's was, just adjustment. I was listening to the commentators. They're like, it's going to take probably like more than half the season for him to finally settle in. Like it's different if you're 25, it's a 26. Long time. But I don't from, it being Christmas from, and we're still talking about this, Andrew. But I, I still like I'm not that worried because it's like I'm not gonna. I've seen what the pressure does to players, and it's like why keep putting pressure on them when you should just let Good them point. settle in. Now Good it's just point. like a worry of like when he's gonna find time. Though. He'll get plenty of time. I think they'll they'll always trust. He him. has the backing, dude. Like he, I, yeah. I trust Ole in his management abilities. He's not. Yes, the Van Beek is brought up, but like that's not the same. Yeah, I wouldn't say I trust Ollie, but I definitely think that he has. <laughs> Jaden has the backing. I think from the club as a whole, from other players, like yeah. it's just yeah. I, the whole club is behind him. Levernal will call the shots. You'll be fine. Oh man, that ass would love to do the whole podcast without having to talk about this because I had to sit through it on <laughs> Sunday. But Tottenham zero, Chelsea three. Tottenham making Chelsea look even better than they really are, which is still really, really good in reality. They've kind of been, I think the talk of the Premier League season so far in terms of how organized they've looked from front to back, their ability to sub players on who are more world-class than the ones they're replacing. Um, really a, an immeasurable amount of good coming from the Chelsea lineup that day. But from a Tottenham standpoint, uh, F's all around. I mean, it was a good first half. Uh, I think the first like 35, 40 minutes, we had a couple good runs. Had I known that those were going to be the only chances we were going to get the rest of the game, obviously missing them would have been a lot more detrimental. Uh, 
uh, we mentioned this on, on the Instagram, but Harry Kane was nowhere to be found. It's becoming a larger concern than I had hoped uh, when he decided that he was in, still in love with Tottenham and said, thank you, fans, I'm actually going to stay. <laughs> and everyone's like, you know, it's like signing a new player for Spurs. No, it's not, because he would be in a, a blue kit if they had paid the right amount of money that Levy had asked for. I mean, it's just it's going to get so hard to to keep watching him as these performances continue because I don't think it's the last one. I think he's in a mental rut right now, and that's in zero goals and four appearances. And unfortunately, we go as he goes right now. So, I mean, yuck. I mean, uh, it's just uh, he's just missing his true and miss, most amazing uh, most amazing manager, uh, J- Jose. He's yeah, just... I mean, I don't. Nuno, still, I think, I think. The fans are a little bit more, in general, are a little bit more upset with Nuno than I am. Um, I still think he's brought some pluses to the club. I just what worries me is that Spurs are a team that are so quick to just turn on the manager and stop playing for him. That I hope, I hope Nuno's not already falling out of his depth. That's that's my main. I don't concern. think he is. Then you're back to the drawing board. But it is. It's just. It's just too early. You need. Yeah. To, you need to pinch yourself and yeah. punch yourself and just stop yourself when you go on these early season tirades because it's like it's five games in a lot can happen yeah. also like Nuno is never going to come in and win the league like it's it's a right the expectations are not there said this we were never going to finish top yeah. four it's not a likely thing shoot for Europa League that's a good spot to finish this just season like for Spurs. improve every season like yep. he's going to be a person that you want to bring in and develop a squad around and he's had one summer like it's it's so premature and just understanding how um like when managers get sacked, things usually just continue to stay wrong. So it's, there's no point. There. I also want to shout out Hugo Lloris, who had one of the best games I've seen him have in a, in a Spurs kit. Relentless shots from all over, from yeah, everybody in the 11. He remained an excellent leader. Hoiberg always puts in a good yeah. shift. I don't think he'll ever put in a you know a, a bad a bad 90 minutes. But Lloris in particular was a was a tremendous leader. Very steady, stayed calm when our pack line was panicked. I mean, it's it's not fair that that it's a three nil score line, you know, in, not in favor of Spurs, just right. based on Larice. It's just that's not something he would have deserved. But yeah. the players yeah. in front of him maybe deserved to go down three nothing, but he was you know putting in entirely too much effort. But and the way Connor put it uh, that on Sunday, he said it's a tale of two halves. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, you guys played forty five minutes and that was it. That was like what was that's said how it shaped at halftime. I don't know. I was like, all right, guys. I think it's so just that's like, it. <laughs> the game's over. That's close like, up shop. That's like what. That's like what weak. I don't want to say weak teams because like Spurs has like the quality players, but like when you're not like a hundred percent bought in and like playing a systematic style of football, those like brief mental lapses and like that inability to check in for a full ninety is what like it's so detrimental to a side. Um and like they concede, then like all of a sudden they get down and it's like they they can't play snowball for, effect. They can't yeah. string it for ninety and like they can play forty five and they can turn around and look at this game like yeah we played forty five minutes really well but ultimately like they need to hold themselves accountable and hold themselves to a higher standard to like play a full ninety and pl- do that for their manager because like. I think Nuno made right decisions in this match. I love the lineup. Yeah. I, like, I before think, the game started, I'm saying, oh, my God, I love this lineup. I don't think I would have had freaking out about it. Yeah, yeah, people thought it was. And I still would. I still would feel that lineup going into Wednesday's right. game against Wolves and Carabao Cup next Sunday against Arsenal. That's the exact lineup I want to see out there. So. Yeah, and, I mean, it comes it comes down to, like, and the, the changes that he made, like, whatever changes they were, it's like, he made them at a point where the game was basically out of reach anyway. So he was doing that for whatever reasons to not concede more or to chase the game. Well, they were, they were decent. I mean, Skip and Gill are like two players. Skip provides a little bit more. Like he Gill comes yeah, on, like provides stability in the midfield. And Brian Gill is just creative. So it's like, let's see if he can create something for this team to get us back in the yeah. position that we want to be in. So. It's just the, and at the end of the game, Brian Gill is the one making long ball runs. And I'm like, that's great, and I'm glad that he's that he's lively and he's being, at at the very least, a distraction to the Chelsea defenders who have not had a whole lot to do. Because again, it all goes back to Harry Kane. If you're going to drop back and distribute, that's one thing. But if the distribution isn't happening, then go up towards the goal because you're not doing fuck all back here. Go to the goal. That's yeah. why you're playing in the number nine position as a striker who won the Golden Boot last season. Again, it's worked. You've also dropped back and, and, and been a great passer of the ball. We all know you can pass. When we need goals, man, go to the goal. Like, 
you're you're not doing us any service being further back, and that was also frustrating to watch too. Uh, but again, as I've said, it's 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 just early. You need to stop yourself. Adversity also, when your team's yeah. in first, you need to stop yourself, and your team's in last, yeah. you need to stop. Also, yourself. great Chelsea side, so there's nothing right. to like. Right. You're you're playing. I think the best in the league right now. Best in the world. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't think that like this is a surprising result for Spurs, but what it does is it makes like two weeks ago result against Palace look like a hideous shit stain like on their calendar. Mm-hmm. Like it just highlights that mistake and that lapse in judgment. And I mean, that red card that ultimately like now it's like, fuck, like, feels like you're like behind and it's not that you expected to pick up three points against Chelsea but those three points are like fuck we like we, we messed up you know mm-hmm. I agree thoughts on Timo Werner because he came on and we once talked again, about looked that like he forgot to to dribble a ball I, I he doesn't know how there's no know. there's no bit of quality the, I, yeah. the best way you put it on Sunday was he just looks scared he looks I'm terrified like, yeah. to make a mistake he looks terrified yeah. to, to shoot, to do anything. He looks like there's not a lick of confidence in any step that he takes. The only thing he has going for him is his pace, but like, right? It's, That's it's he's uh, like dribbling, and and then he he has way too much, way too heavy of a dribble, and it turns into a weak shot that Larry swallows up. That yeah. was his first touch. He had another really bad miss on like a, a ball that was swung in. Decision making, like when he wants when he wants to shoot, it's like. He just doesn't make the. He doesn't make it instinctually. Yeah. He's thinking too shoot. much about the about. Taking the hit because yeah. if he just shoots, then he'll his instinctual ability will probably get him a goal. He's transforming into a winger. He's not the striking twenty five goal a season that he was. Right. Like, a does few he seasons. have the quality to be a, a winger though? Like, you well, know, I mean, he has this. He got an assist, so right. and it was a good decision. So, yeah. I don't know. I think there is a. There is he's like not a, like an Uzel type of assist maker, but he's definitely like a... Here comes Werner and goal involvement. I had to sit through just, all just, <laughs> just sprinting down the wing His and goal saying, involvement and so high. And sending it in. So. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, this guy is always to, farting. No, you're always in the room or someone farted. He, so he, he won't make it as a goal scorer. I don't think he will make it as a goal scorer. Like yeah, he's, said. Not, he's not going to double dip. He's going to be a one-dimensional player. Get to the yeah. touchline. He's going to disappear at Chelsea if he's a He's going to be like a really, really skinny white... Well, that like Calumet's an adoy. So the reason, the reason why I get your point is because like when the player becomes so one dimensional, they're so um, irreplaceable. Like because you just you buy you buy actual winger that you can. Start pace. Yeah, I think Hudson Odoi is better than Werner on the wing, but you don't see Hudson Odoi. You can do you, but you can find a player that can do what Timo Werner. You don't need. Yeah. Timo Warner, if you can just replace him with someone that can do more than him on, on the wing. I mean, so, move back to Leipzig. No, I, I, I could I see him going back there. No, Nagelsmann's not there, so he won't go there. I love the I love the reception though of like Rudiger running up to him and like praising him and all the Chelsea players coming and like yeah. patting on the head. Like yeah. it was definitely cool to see him. Like they're they they're always all, going through it. They yeah, they're they're, they're to, all they're all celebrating him. So we, I thought yeah. that was really cool. We kind of touched upon it on Sunday the mental health of it. Like because it's like yeah. when you I I brought up the fact that like when he was brought in he was like the main man like he was the guy and then it. Didn't go for him, and then instead of him getting the opportunity to be the main man again, Lukaku gets bought, mm. and now you're at this. You're a year later from where you were, and you're like, "What? Like, what is my role here now? Like, what? I, I was the guy, and now I'm not, and yeah. it's hard to like get back to. It's hard to bounce back from something like from something like that. I know, like, it's a privilege to be the guy, but also like when you go through it, it's. It's hard to just be it's not like, like if he started it's scoring, hard to like, we'd all be yeah. like, oh, fuck, he's scoring. Oh, yeah. I would like it so much better when he was doing terrible. I would say, oh, good. Good for him. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what you want to see. It's right. hard, though, for like it's it's hard for any player to come back from that, because when you're so yeah. when you're just so praised and so exp- like you have a lot of expectations on you and they don't you don't perform, then it's just going to affect you for consistently throughout games, throughout seasons. Yeah. Andy was it, it sucks that he was like brought in and painted as the guy. He was, but yeah. Like, that was they, before, like, but like they, they took only, their actual big step. They it looked only, like they were going yeah. to, but then they then they actually did. They only paid forty million for him. Like, it's not like he was like like brought in. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he had that crazy season, and there was a ton to build off. But as far as like, I don't know. He's a player. He's an attacker. He had a hell of a fucking season. He was the um, guy, though. He wasn't. He, he was, was brought in. As he Lukaku. was brought in as the guy, but he was brought in for forty million. Like, you know what? It's not like they but went. the expectations no, were, like, no. higher they, for him, I they, think. It's not like Chelsea was in pursuit of Warner. Like, 
People don't look at people don't look at Lukaku's price tag. They look, they look at the expectation that comes with him. He, that's what Lukaku, that's what he's not Timo Werner. But that's what Timo Werner was brought well, in. They brought in Werner, and we they, everyone nobody knew, oh, no, nobody looked his pursuit of Werner was a week. Liverpool was destined to sign Werner. He was not brought in to be the guy at Liverpool. He was going to be part of Klopp's system. And then Chelsea went and signed him. But he and was it's bro- because Chelsea didn't have no, another I, goal scorer. He was brought in, but he was still brought in as the guy to score the goals. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, yes, but like I think like there's a bit too high of an expectation that was placed on him, and it was just due to cir- Chelsea's circumstances. I'm not saying that I think that it's a good thing. I'm just saying that. When she I'm not arguing with you. I'm just stating that, like, I, I think... seemed like an argument. It seemed like you're disagreeing like with me. Yeah. Well, no. no I know, I, know I, was saying, I know what you're both saying. I was just saying that, I like, do. they paid $40 million. Yes, he was a guy that was expected to bring goals. But, like, I don't know. You pay $40 million for a striker that had a breakout season? Like, is he, like, the guy? Like, he's... Don't compare him to Lukaku. Like, that's not a comparison. I'm not, I'm not comparing him you know to Lukaku. I'm, but I'm saying... saying I'm saying... I, what I was saying was... The expectation that he came with is the expectation that Lukaku came with was to score goals, to come to score goals, to be the go- the goal scorer. I'm not saying it's the same type of player, the same quality. It's just right. Timo Warner scored a bunch of goals. We bought him. He's going to do the same thing here. Lukaku scores a bunch of goals. We bought yeah, him. He's going to do the same thing. Timo here. did it for a season and a half, and Lukaku's done it his entire. It, it also makes you wonder too when Warner showed up. Frank Lampard was still there, right. so like maybe Timo's introduction to like his Chelsea life just was not uh, super smooth and he didn't have a great game plan to be a part of and he's since struggled. That like what if, like what like what if he was brought in like right when Tuchel, Tuchel right? Like right when he, like they would have never gotten Lukaku because they he would they would freaking Tuchel would have been like Hudson and Doy whipping it across doesn't matter Timo can run 90 90. Yeah, it would have been yeah. different if he had come in with Tuchel. I I agree with well, you. Well, there's the whole Chilwell thing non-existent now. So well, we got some sumptuous games next weekend, starting with a strange seven thirty kickoff between Chelsea and City. Don't know why they give them the early bird. I shift, would, I would, not, I don't hate it. I'd record for that. They're gonna, know. they're gonna fill the pubs up. We, so we may, we guys, we may do a live watch for that game. Yeah, we're thinking about it. It's gonna be audible. <laughs> they don't have those in, in footy as much, but uh, Arsenal Tottenham is Sunday eleven thirty. Wow. I'm getting a stomachache shit just thinking about it. <laughs> Could ruin my whole weekend, but we'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. But, guys, pleasure as usual. We'll be back to recap all the action from this weekend. Uh, Andrew, give your usual uh, closing. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I yeah, me, me neither. I still, I don't, I don't I still know. kind of just I go. just do the points and then the games, but when it comes to the con- conclusion. Guys, uh, I don't know the order. Check out, out the, lo- uh, the latest live stream on Twitch. Chelsea v Spurs. If you want to watch some uh, some good reactions, it's there. Follow us at the Howlers Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn. It's in our link tree. It has all our information, all of our um, all of our content. Of conclusions, because when you're there, we're there. <laughs> I just made that up, but no, Howlers guys. Podcast, when you're there, you're family. <laughs> uh, as always, we appreciate your support, and we'll see you very very soon. Stay tuned. Cheers. Cheers, cheers.